Hey, this is Jim Cockrum. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'll be your host today. and We've got a guest who's one of the exciting, emerging success stories and leaders in our community. His name is Jimmy Smith. I'll introduce him in just a moment. But uh, this is one of those episodes where if you listen only to this podcast, you're listening on an app today, out and about, thinking and driving, that kind of thing. Hey, this is one of those episodes where you might want to go back to the episode show notes and look for the YouTube link because we've got a video today. And I always like to give the disclaimer, this is not an episode where the video is vital. We're not going to have any screenshots to show you or anything. But if you want to see two guys hanging out talking about Amazon success, some creative strategies to grow your business, join us on YouTube. Why not check it out? And if you're watching us on YouTube today, another disclaimer, hey, you got to realize about 90% of our episodes aren't on YouTube. You want to go to silentgym.com slash podcast. We've got over a couple hundred plus episodes at this point. And we've had so many great interviews with so many great creative online business building warriors and strategists and success stories like our guest today. Like I told you, Mr. Jimmy Smith, he's got his wife, Brittany, and they have built an incredible business. He's going to tell us all about it. But this is a strategy that you might not have ever heard of before. And before I turn the microphone over to you, Jimmy, I just want to brag a little bit. We launched a course not too long ago to our community based on your unique strategies. 900 people jumped in. And that was pretty exciting to see just how this resonated because it's such a unique, creative strategy. It's different. It is retail arbitrage sourcing, but it's with a twist that is so exciting. It doesn't involve scanning but it's still RA. It's still retail arbitrage. So I'm going to let you take it away and fill us in. What is this strategy you're teaching? And oh, one last thing. One last thing. Sorry, Jimmy. I know you're chomping at the bit, buddy. But (laughs) if you want to check this strategy out, the course that we did with Jimmy is actually full right now. But if you go to provenamazoncourse.com slash replens, R-E-P-L-E-N-S, that will be in the show notes, by the way, at silentgym.com slash podcast. That's where the show notes are. But I'll repeat it one more time. Provenamazoncourse.com slash replens, R-E-P-L-E-N-S. You can get on the waiting list for the next time we do this course. But right now, the people who are going through it are just giving us raving feedback, already some success stories just a couple weeks in. So I'll turn it over to you, Jimmy. Tell us, what are these replens? Tell us your story. Share some numbers with us. The floor is yours, my friend. Sure. Thanks so much for having me on here, Jim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this this group has been amazing. It was way more uh, than I ever expected the positivity uh, that has gone on in the Facebook group over the last three weeks since we started uh, has been amazing. Uh, we've seen a lot of success stories and finding replens. And really what that means and what our whole business model is based around is going to local stores, um, retail stores like Walmart, Target, uh, regional stores, etc., and um, searching for products that we can sell for more on Amazon. And we do that by typing in keywords to the Amazon seller app. And uh, we don't ever scan UPC codes. And we're usually able to find listings that a lot of sellers don't find um, because they're scanning UPC codes that pull up different products. So that's what our business model is based around. We've been doing this since uh, December 2015. Jumped in right off the bat with uh, actually coaching from Gary Baird in your, in your group, Jim. And so that's how we started. We put in both feet and head first um, into the whole thing right away. But um, it's been an amazing journey since then. And um, right now we do about 100000 a month. 95% of that is uh, retail arbitrage and replenishable products. So yeah, that's been our business. 
All right. Well, since you opened the door, I'm going to uh, make a a little unofficial. This episode sponsored by jimcockramcoaching.com. You mentioned (laughs) Gary. He's one of our great coaches on our team. We've got a few dozen amazing coaches. And I'd forgotten that part of your story. So thanks for reminding us of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we have the best coaching team in the world. And it's successful students who, like you, Jimmy, who've said, you know what, we're succeeding wildly, but I wouldn't mind taking one or two students along with me on a one-on-one basis. And so we pay our coaches well, and we've got the best coaching program in the world as a result. Um, I have to recruit you in, Jimmy. I don't know if we can afford you or not, though, because you're really killing it right now. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I'm sure that'd be, uh, you know, I like helping people out. So that'd, that'd be awesome. But. Well, you're doing, you've got a class of 900 chomping at the sure. bit right now. So I don't know where you'd squeeze anything in, but no, I, hey, hey, keep it rocking. This story is awesome so far. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we started December, 2015. Gary really helped us get everything going and started. And then we were able to, to grow that to about 10,000 a month. And at the time, my wife and I were both working. Um, I sold commercial insurance and um, that job moved me around quite a bit. So Brittany was a server at the time. Uh, before that, she was in logistics, but we moved too much for her to be able to you know, keep a stable um, corporate job. So she was serving at the time. And, you know, it was, it was uh, something that I didn't really like selling commercial insurance and I wanted to get involved in uh, something I could do from home and honestly just be able to come back and and work with Brittany on something that we could grow. So yeah, that's when we started, decided to try it out and went full force. And then about a year and a half after we started, we decided we really wanted to focus more on for sure getting me home because um, we saw the opportunity. And so we actually joined the Legends Group, uh, the Amazon Legends Group, which is uh, you know connected to you as well, Jim. And so that's really what started our focus on replenishable products. And from there, we went from about, I think last year at this time, in July is whenever we hired some employees. We went from twenty thousand a month up to a hundred thousand a month in this this past year. So um, right now, I actually looked and we did one point one million over the last twelve months from today. So it's pretty crazy wow. to think about it. That's um, awesome. You know, we're supporting seven other uh, part-time employees. One is full-time, and so it's been pretty amazing to see the growth and have some amazing employees as well. I'm going to call another timeout on you, man, because you just introduced our second sponsor of the day without me <laughs> realizing we were going to go there. But yeah, right. man, the Legends Group is incredible. And that is a group ran by Danny and Ryan. They specialize on all the most creative, latest strategies for retail arbitrage. And we've got several hundred. I'm not sure what the latest count is. I think we're probably up to around a thousand or so in there. But it's a very exclusive. It's a pay monthly group. And if you want information on that, you can go to provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Another link that'll be in our show today. <laughs> Another generous sponsor that's actually our own little side business, right? Right, exactly. Man, I love it. So if you went back in time, I'm just going to ask, because you're throwing some great numbers. This story's going great, but I want to jump back in time. Like, What introduced you initially to the concept of selling on Amazon? Like, Where did that concept even come from? I'm curious now. I don't know that part of the story. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was about four years ago. It was um, I was on kind of like a... You know, I came back home for Christmas break, essentially, from my job because they had moved us away from St. Louis, where we currently live. And so I came back home and I just hated being away from my family and hated not being able to work from home more. That's something that I've always been interested in and love doing. And so I just started searching for, you know, businesses I could start working from home. And I came across, you know, a bunch of other Amazon courses and then finally found uh, your group as, you know, the, the one that had the most reviews and all of the most positive okay. testimonials. And so so it, was, it was basically Google research. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. And I actually came 
buy it from, uh, I think Skip McGrath's, his webpage is where I found your group. So dude, another great dude in the industry for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. exactly. We've partnered many, many times. So I'm glad I passed up on all those other courses as well. I mean, everything in here has been just amazing. So you can tell too, just for me dropping everything uh, throughout this talk that we are not scared to invest in ourselves and it's paid off huge over the past three years for us. Yeah, I, I just did an episode, Jimmy. You'll be interested to check out. It hasn't published yet with Dan Miller. Do you happen to know who that is? Yeah, I do. Sure. And it was on the topic of how much should I be investing in my own continuing education if I'm going to be an internet business building warrior? You know, what, how do the numbers break down? Like what percent, what kind of expense is it? Yeah. And as your income goes up, and I'm not going to steal Dan's thunder. It's a, tr it's a tremendous presentation. I don't know if it'll air slightly before this episode or slightly after this episode airs, but it'll be somewhere around here. Look for that episode with Dan Miller. I think you and the other listeners will definitely enjoy it because yeah. he's been doing this a lot longer than either of us. And he's got a real formula carved out for exactly how much you should be investing in your own self-education as you continue to grow. It's cool stuff. But anyway, all right, I've taken enough of the microphone time. Could. Back to the story, 1.1 million, you said, the last year, total sales, you're, you're employing seven people. Yep. Beautiful, man. Keep it going. And we're going to dive for the listener's sake, man. We're going to dive into some very specific techniques and strategies too. We've only given a little drop of that. That's More of that's coming. So let's keep it going. Yeah. And so right now, obviously, we've done those numbers and we hope to continue to grow it. And really what's allowed us to do that, um, besides scaling this and getting employees, has been replenishable products. And for us, that that just means finding products that we can continually sell over and over. And so that's been really the base of our business and the base of what we're trying to do moving forward. When we started out, we did a lot of the clearance shopping and went around um, and that was great. But uh, you know, it was not something that we were able to scale ourselves and we just kind of got burnt out. So whenever we started focusing on products that we could you know, go buy full price from you know a store just next to us. That was something that allowed us to grow and scale um, and be able to count on that income to always be coming in. And so it's just been an amazing journey uh, being able to do that. Um, and yeah, and a great thing about the kind of people you're able to hire. Correct me if I'm wrong, but and I remember talking to you before about this. And I'm pretty sure it was you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you send someone out to shop for say go find clearance items that will sell well on Amazon, right? That requires a lot of thinking, a lot of scanning, a lot of luck. Some days you're going to strike out. Some days you're going to do well. Mm -hmm. I've seen people systemize that, but it's a frustrating journey. Right. That's a pretty small model. It's a great place to start. Don't get me wrong. Hard to scale. But the kind of people you're hiring, you're sending them out with a shopping list. Yep. You know, We need as many of this, this item as you can get. I don't really care what the price is because we're selling it for five or six times retail. Yep. <laughs> At Amazon. So just go buy it anywhere. Walmart, Target, whatever stores, you, we need it because we're going to create these unique bundles or we're going to create this unique multi-pack. Just go get it. Yeah. Right. Is, is that a fair uh, assessment of what we're talking about here? Between the two types of people that you can hire when you start scaling is what I'm talking about. No, that's absolutely correct. I mean, um, we actually at one point tried to outsource some of the clearance stuff and, you know, we taught how to to shop for it. And it just, you know, was like you said, it becomes frustrating. Sometimes you do really well, sometimes you don't, you know, and it's harder 
for the employee as well to count on income or even for us to count on that. So, And you don't know whether to pay them hourly or you pay them a percent of profit or <laughs> with your shoppers, it's hourly. Now you can exactly. bonus them as the business grows, but it's hourly. It's an hourly job. Here's your shopping list to go buy this stuff. Exactly. And we can, it's easy for us to track too. Okay. They bought this much per hour. That seems about right based off what we were able to do. So that's been huge for us. That's why it was easier for us to scale it because yeah, we do have one employee that's full time that knows how to find replens. And, you know, she kind of helps us build that list now and manages the shoppers a little bit, uh, just because we like to be hands off with it now to grow other things. But this is, you know, obviously something that we're super focused on. And, um, yeah, we've got two shoppers that just shop strictly. Uh, and then we've got the one full-time that will shop and she finds some new replens. And then she also manages our list and gives it to the shoppers. So she she's amazing. And then even from the prepping and shipping side, in my opinion, it's a thousand times easier for our prep and ship employees to be able to get these products in the door and they're used to prepping them. There's no you know, 10 clearance stickers that you've got to use, you know, lighter fluid or heat gun for. There's none of that. And please don't use both at the same time if you do use clearance stickers. So just a little tip for the for the users <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah. Exactly. For, the, for the shoppers. <laughs> yeah. And fuel don't mix well. Okay. Got <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, it makes it a ton easier for them. They know exactly how we need things prepped. Uh, you know, it's just has been huge for us to be able to scale it. I mean, the so last year, this time, uh, we had just hired our prepping shipping employees. We didn't have any shoppers. And we went from 25,000 in June, we hired employees in July and did 39,000. And then in August, we did 73. So we scaled very quickly uh, because we had replenishable products and it was easy for us to train them on how to uh, prep and ship these things. So that's another huge piece that I love about replens. You know, it's something that excites me too about what you're doing in this model we're teaching and, and how we've drilled down and basically turned the shopping activity into a job that you can hire and train someone in about an hour. Right. Right. I mean, as opposed to teaching them this whole new set of skills, since we can train someone to do it arguably an hour or maybe even less time, projects, the, the companies that start popping in my head are companies like TaskRabbit. And we, we had this conversation briefly before, didn't we, Jimmy? It was, with, was it with you or was it with another replan? I think that was with me, but... TaskRabbit, like Tackle, you know, the new, the new oh, app, yeah, yeah. Tackle. Like the little task management apps yeah. where you can say, hey, I need someone to come over to my house and build this doghouse that I bought. Or I need someone to go to the drugstore and pick up these four items for me. Right. You can have a little effort. You could have a national shopping mob that's true disposal from your phone (laughs) yeah right i mean like so your wheels start turning this could get huge fast with the right yeah approach this right so is your brain starting to turn in that direction at all yeah absolutely i mean that's something that would be huge for us if we could you know the thing is then we'd have to also try to find regional products for you know around the country that would actually typically do really well with replenishable products are those regional products that maybe you know in st louis we only have this one type of you know sauce or whatever whereas some other place um you know would have a different thing that that goes with their region so that would be huge if you could say hey we need you to go buy this or go whatever with those apps that would be amazing yeah, I, th- I think that's where we're heading, especially yeah. if, especially as you have success with you know stuff that appeals for a wider region or products that are available in a wider region. Um, yeah, like like around here, the region. Do you have Kroger where you are? 
Have you heard of that store? Uh, we don't. I have heard of it though. Um, You've heard of it. Okay. So, so let's say, I know it's a Midwest thing. I know like in, in the South, in the States, they have Winn-Dixie is, you know, a yeah. regional grocery store. Like they'll have their own brands mm-hmm. and people will be loyal to those brands no matter where they go in the, in the country. And, or you may say, I don't have time to drive around to every Midwest Kroger. Yeah. But I could hire someone in other states to go in and grab these brands, right? Yeah. So the, the opportunity gets big fast. But I think we're talking at a high level here where a lot of our audience is going to get this. But let's drill back down to a real simple level. Let's talk to the people now who are going, okay, wait, you've talked about replens. You said I don't have to scan any barcodes. Mm-hmm. You said I type it in. You know, talk us through replens from, from an even more basic, you know, let's go fifth grade level here for a couple minutes. Okay. What's the difference between shopping for replens and scanning barcodes in the clearance aisle? Talk me through that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, typically on Amazon, there are multiple listings for just one product. And that can be because somebody, um, you know, just listed it themselves, or they made a bundle or a variety pack of a certain product. And those things usually have either a different UPC, um, or they have some sort of an exemption to where they didn't need to provide a UPC. So if you're in an aisle, and you're scanning UPCs, you might get one or two listings that come up. Um, and a lot of times those listings aren't profitable. The reason for that is just because a lot of people, everyone can find those listings either in the shelf um, or even wholesale people will buy it and do it wholesale with those UPCs strictly. And so our model is based around instead of scanning anything, um, any UPC barcode is in the Amazon seller app, we will then type, type in a search for a specific brand and type of product. So I used, you know, like aim toothpaste is what I would type in. And, you know, then we can see all of the listings that pull up from that one search, which allows us to then pick out products that are potentially more replenishable things that you can't find by scanning a barcode. Many times it can be a three pack or a two pack or something like that, or it can be you know, in the instance of AIM toothpaste, it could be like a cinnamon flavor bundled with a um, an original flavor. And so that allows us to find these listings that are typically hidden from seller view. But from a buyer perspective, whenever they go to shop on Amazon, they're just, they're typing in that same exact search phrase. They're typing in AIM toothpaste. They're typing in, you know, whatever it might be, a craftsman hammer. Uh, it could be anything. It doesn't necessarily either have to be something that you use over and over. It's just something you can sell over and over. So like, you know, I won't buy a hammer multiple times a year, but I can sell a hammer 10 times a month, right? <laughs> so that's where it comes from. Got a gift? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is so unprofessional for you watching the YouTube video. My kid coming into my office at will. And that's <laughs> always awesome. something for Andrea, a friend of hers dropped off. So this is real time. Yeah. I've got no crew. It's so hard to find good help. <laughs> if, if those of you listening on the audio, yeah, you'll have to watch the video. Just know what we're talking about. One of my kids just walked in, dropped a pink gift bag on the desk behind me and walked out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I loved what you just said about replans. I don't want to blow past this because a lot of times when people think replans, they're thinking, well, okay, that's something that someone uses on a repeat. So you're talking about the same customer buying the same shampoo every month, right? No, that's not what we mean by replan. I don't know that replan is the best word. That's just kind of the word that floated. So we use it now. Mm-hmm. It's items that predictably sell very well, maybe to, to new customers on a continual basis. But the thing is, you're going to run out of it at the same rate every month mm-hmm. on a pretty predictable basis. It reminds me a lot of when I had a gumball route, Jimmy. I, I, that's one of the first businesses I had where I'd go in, I'd set up a gumball machine in these different... I had you know, like the, the pizza shop and maybe a barber shop and a 
you know, beauty salon and I'd set up these gumball machines and I'd go in, I'd collect $30 the first month and I'd be like, oh, this is great. I made 30 bucks, you know, take out the cost of the candy. I made some cash. This is great. So I'd drive around with, with, this is when my oldest son was really tiny. He'd be in a stroller and we'd roll in, I'd empty it out. And (laughs) it was fun for us to do together. But what I noticed very quickly was the exact same amount of money was there the next month. If I went back exactly 30 days later and exactly 30 days later, I mean, within 50 or 75 cents. Wow. Crazy (laughs) how predictable these things were selling. So when we're talking about replans, we're talking about stuff that sells at a pretty predictable clip. So you're going to, if it sold 40 last month, you're probably going to need 40 again next month or pretty close to it. You can start to map out what you're going to need when you're going to run out. There's not these wild swings up and down. Now, some of it's seasonal, you know, and you can get into seasonal replenishables. Like, okay, every Halloween, you're going to need eight units of this or a thousand units of that. But I'm talking about replenishables that we get excited about around here are, man, this this rice bean combo here that we came up with, this regional, (laughs) it's selling 40 a month. Next month, Mm -hmm. it's going to sell 40. Next month, it might sell 38. Next month, 40. That's the replenishable we're talking about, right? Did I I hit it well? Did I leave anything out there? How how else do you kind of shape and define our replenishable? Yeah, for, I just like, I think of it as, you know, it's replenishable for me, not necessarily for somebody like the customer. So it's just something that we can replenish our inventory consistently month over month or week over week, whatever it might be. So that was perfect the way that you described it. Yeah. When you get low, you go get more. It may not be that super predictable, but you, but you know, it's going to sell at a, at a reasonable clip. So it's just nice inventory that moves well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another perk too, not being in the clearance aisles, you know, that it will most likely continually be at that store until they, you know, decide to clearance it out or it might be there forever. Um, So we've had replens that we've had for over a year before and we still have them and they're amazing. We've got some that, you know, last two or three months because, you know, stores change over their inventory or whatever, but that's how, that's how it works. Um, It's still way more reliable and predictable than just going down to clearance aisles and trying to find products to, to keep buying. So yeah, that's, that's been huge for it. And another thing for us too, I know that there are bundlers, people that like to bundle their own products, make their own listings. We don't do that at all. So um, I've gotten a lot of questions in the group, whether or not we make our own listings and our own replenishable product listings. We don't. There's plenty of listings out there already for us to go find and products for us to sell on. So um, I think that that's ultimately um, been huge for us. It's a time saver too. So you can do bundles. We just don't. (laughs) That is huge. You've built a million plus dollar business with a team that you pay with shopping lists and they do the packing for you. And it's a pretty, you're able to do things like this. You're running a successful community teaching 900 plus of our students right now. As we're recording this, you just did one of your sessions last night. And by the way, as a reminder, for those who are getting more interested in what Jimmy's saying right now, and man, I kind of want to get in on this. I want to learn more about this stuff. Remember, the website you need is provenamazoncourse.com slash replens, R-E-P-L-E-N-S. And there's a waiting list right now. We're recording all these sessions. We'll put those up for sale at some point. The price is going to be ridiculously too low as with everything we sell around here. But this is a strategy you need to get in on. So get on that waiting list if you're, if you're checking this out. But the, the point I'm making is this is proof that without bundles, without getting all creative, just by going off listings that already exist on Amazon, just by going out and finding products that match listings that are already out there, you can build a million dollar business. And I I just want to state, this is the third time we've done this, but I want to state to clarify for people, 
We're not talking about scanning barcodes in retail stores. We're talking about opening up the seller app, typing in the name of a product. And maybe you might give us an example of a, of a exact search phrase you might use. Might be a good way to go here, Jimmy. But when you type that name in, it brings up a whole bunch of listings. And if you scroll through, you might stand in the same aisle for half an hour oh, yeah. with your phone, <laughs> right? Or longer. Yeah. Because you're saying, okay, that's an interesting product. I'm going to type the name of that in and just see what's on Amazon. And you scroll and like, ooh, someone's got a listing. And all it is, is this and a different size can that I don't see on the shelf. They've got the 24 ounce here, but someone's making a killing on the 36 ounce can. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to track the 36 ounce can down, right? I mean, it's, it's that kind of process, right? Absolutely. So that's how we start, right? Is broad. So we start with the brand name and the type of product, usually like, you know, Colgate toothpaste, whatever, you know, just whatever's in front of you. And we go product by product and brand by brand throughout an aisle. So actually, the minimum amount of time we usually spend in an aisle is about 30 minutes. And I have spent four hours in one aisle. But that was because I found 30 to 40 replens, like new listings for us to sell on. So that was, you know, that's rare, but it does happen. What kind of interaction do you have with the, the store employees and management <laughs> when you stay in the same aisle for four hours? Like ever had anything interesting happen before? Like you kind of get lost in your own world there. Oh yeah. You know, obviously we usually get questions if you're standing there that long and, you know, usually it's just, Hey, do you need any help? And I say, no, um, you know, I'm good. Thank you. But there have been times when I have had a manager say, Hey, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's, it looks kind of weird to our security cameras. Kind of thing. And so I, I tell them like, Hey, you know, I, I buy these things to sell them online and just looking for different products to buy. And they usually are okay with it. So, you know, obviously if you're at a, I think Target um, is one of the ones that don't like it, that don't like resellers as much, um, at least they aren't as friendly. So, you know, we, we don't do as much retail arbitrage standing in an aisle that long. But what we do with those stores is we'll just take pictures of the aisles and look for it at home. And then we'll just make a shopping list and go out. <laughs> Walk down the aisle real slow. Yeah. filming and then get yeah. home paused because you can get like 4k quality video with a decent smartphone now. Right. And we've got a guy, uh, this, this interview is coming, Jimmy, it'll either, again, it'll be within two or three episodes of this one, either before or after this one airs Okay, that does a million plus. Well, he's about to hit a million. Okay. He is 80% target. Wow. Replin sourcing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's one store. Yeah. That's what's out there. Yeah. So here's a little thing for, for those of you in the community who are in other Facebook groups that talk about Amazon and say things like, retail arbitrage is dead. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Listen to this episode. Listen to the episode with JR. That's the guy I'm going to, that I already interviewed him a few days ago. Mind blowing. Yeah. You know, there's times where I'm sitting here doing these interviews, Jimmy, and I'm like, I just want to get back out there and replant source again, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of running a company now and I'm managing teams and, you know, but there's days where I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to go replant source because <laughs> there's so much opportunity out there. that's mm -hmm. just completely untapped. You sat in one aisle <laughs> for four hours and found 30 to 40 profitable listings yeah. that sell on a repeat basis. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. And what's also crazy, I mean, JR, uh, JR Cagle, right? That's his name. Is that That's how you right. say his last name? I know of him. Yeah. He, I mean, he is, like you said, 80% Target, and we barely shop at Target. So, you know, they, we both, both of us, though, have seven figure businesses doing retail arbitrage. So the opportunity is endless because there's so many stores that you can go to and be 
and have a huge business doing it. I wish that we shopped more at Target. I'm going to have to look at that now. But yeah, you'll uh, have to listen uh, to the episode. He really absolutely. gives away some great tips. You know what? I think that that episode may have already aired. Now that I'm thinking, okay. about it. I you know, in my mind, this podcast is a different experiment because at any given time, we've got seven or eight episodes recorded but not published yet. So yeah. I have a hard time keeping track of which ones are out there and which ones aren't sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll have to look. I get to enjoy them sometimes, you know, a month and a half before our, our valued listeners get to hear them. So, but yeah, I think that one with JR may already be out there. I can't remember. But okay. anyway, yeah. The, and the point is too, with you, Jimmy, and with JR, a thing I want to make very clear to the listeners is it's not like it's just the two of you that have gone out and cleaned up now. We could create an army of replan sellers and just <laughs> begin to, you got to keep in mind, Amazon is introducing probably. I'm going to just pull a number out of the air. The statistics will, maybe someone will correct me, but I would say about 100,000 new listings a day. I'm just going to pull a number out of the air. And of those thousands, maybe of tens, tens of thousands, let's say 10,000 or more are going to be very, very successful new listings, like wildly successful. And that's an opportunity for those of us who are sellers to go, oh, wow, look, there's a new interesting hot seller that doesn't have enough people sourcing it. I could be sourcing that. Right. So the opportunity is just, it's coming in waves. It's like you're sitting on a beach and there's a new wave of replenishable opportunities every few days. It's not like it's gone out and it's, it's tapped out now. New right. products, new brands. All these major brands, they're coming out with new sizes, new flavors, new yeah. snack packs, whatever. <laughs> and people in Region X can't get them and they want them. And you're in Region Y over here and you've got them abundantly. All you got to do is go to the store, grab them and send them to Amazon. Those opportunities are literally abundant. They're everywhere. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest opportunities too, I mean, even for international sellers like in Canada or Mexico or wherever is taking products that are in those regions and bringing them to the US. Because a lot of times those things sell really well. I've, I've seen some as we've traveled where I've just looked in an airport and I'm like, oh, wow, this would be awesome. <laughs> you know, if I lived here, we could, you know, sell a lot of very profitable listings. I think Barrington did that right with coffee and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was one of the first uh, podcast episodes, but he was, he was a coaching student of ours, went through today's episode sponsored by Jim Cochran Coaching. <laughs> yeah. Went through a coaching program. That's one of the things we told him was go to the grocery store, find some things that aren't our advice to him was look them up on Amazon. If they aren't on Amazon yet, buy a handful, send them in Amazon US. Yeah. See what happens. Send in a handful of bags of coffee. They sold instantly. So he cleared the shelf, sent that to the US, sold instantly. So wow. we went to the store manager and said, hey, can I buy cases? And like, yeah, but I mean, the coffee, the guy that makes it's right here on the island. Why don't you just go to him and buy cases? All right. And then started <laughs> buying case after case. Pretty soon the coffee company called him, the plantation that was making the coffee called him and said, you're our best sales rep in the world right now. We don't even know who you are, or how you're moving this much coffee. Can we talk? And he called me up all nervous. And the rest is history. That's awesome. He's the coffee king of Jamaica now. Build a house yeah. with cash. You know, wow. has his family there. Great story. That's and awesome. Actually, the, the audio of one of our first phone conversations, Barrington and I, is on provenamazoncourse.com, right at the top of the page. It's been there for years. It's just yeah. such a great story about yeah. how simple this business can be. Just putting stuff that's not on Amazon yet onto Amazon can be a huge business model mm -hmm. if you live outside the US. And Jimmy, yeah. this is real recent update I'm going to share with you. I was on the phone, this is less than a week ago, with the guy who's in charge of recruiting. He, he works for Amazon. He's in charge of recruiting new sellers like us to the platform for Singapore, Australia, uh, Vietnam, handful of other, just, you know, that's his territory. And he says, the first thing we tell people when they sign up 
for an Amazon account in one of these territories is sign up in your, this territory and then start selling in the US because that's where all the action is. Huh. Okay. That's what they tell them. You've got to get yourself established in the US. So Amazon, the advice that you just gave, find stuff that you think might sell well. I know we've got uh, Hector Sosa in Mexico right now who's, who's very well with that. Sourcing products from Mexico, sending them to the US, doing very, very well with that model. So yeah, this is an international opportunity and you can do this from anywhere in the world, what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the opportunities are endless out there. You know, I think that there's so many products people can go out there and find them. I do typically suggest focus on regional stores because you'll find, you know, less competition there, but absolutely don't forget about the targets and Walmarts and Walgreens and all of those stores out there too. Um, because you can find a lot of really good listings from there as well. Give us a, um, a Eureka moment from your from your replan stories, like you know, back in your memory banks in a moment when you were standing in this store and like almost embarrassed yourself, like I just found $10,000 on this shelf. Like, you know, talk us through it with as much specific as you can. Like, how's that work? Yeah. So there's technically two. Uh, one is whenever we first heard of, you know, typing in uh, products to the Amazon search bar to find them. That was the first thing like, wow, I can't believe that we've been not even doing this for the last, you know, six months or however long it'd been at the time. So that was something we went out, we tested, we tested it, we tried it out. It took us a while because we were getting used to it, but we started to find products and the light bulb went off for us that we can do this. We don't have to chase clearance. Uh, we just buy at full price and it's an amazing business model for us. So that was one. The second one though, was I had actually, I quit my job last February and we were doing about 25,000 a month. And I thought that our business, just because I quit, would double, triple right away. And about three months later, we were still at the same level. And so my eureka moment was, I don't like prepping and shipping, and I need to start outsourcing this stuff. And that's what was the catalyst for our growth, is really starting to trust other people to handle the products and really grow the business from there. So those are the two moments. Um, finding about replens and testing it out. And then the second one was... Why isn't our business growing? I quit my job three months ago and <laughs> we should grow, but we just didn't like prepping and shipping and that was our bottleneck. So we had to outsource it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you started pursuing that path of the, the phrase I like is only do the stuff that only you can do. Mm -hmm. When people hear that for the first time and then try to say it themselves, they inevitably play with it and get it wrong. The wording is very important here. Yeah. Only do the stuff that only you can do. That's what you started doing. That's why you've, you've been able to step into this leadership role. You know, another way to say that is, you know, once you can afford it, stop touching box tape. Once <laughs> yeah, your business absolutely. can support you doing those higher level activities, get your hands off the tape dispenser. That is $10 an hour work. Right. Right. Hire a neighborhood kid to do that. Scale up because every business out there is either growing or shrinking. There's no steady state. Right. So that frustration you were feeling in that steady state was like, I'm not in the right role here. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I love those Eureka moments, but I'm going to get, I'm going to hit that question again with some more specifics because I want to hear about a time where you like picked up a product in your hand. What was the product? Yeah. What went oh. through your head? And what did you see on your screen? Like talk me through a real specific if you can, without giving away one of your hottest products, of course, but just think through for a moment if you have like a story and something that just took off well for you. Like what are, what's one of those outlier eureka moments of your, of your specific products? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I have to think about it because there's so many products that we've gone through <laughs> over the past, you know, year and a half, three years since we started. Goodness, I can't think of necessarily a specific product. I know that there are specific instances such as, you know, store brands at Walmart and Target being something that people search for on Amazon. You know, I don't necessarily have that eureka moment for anything specifically for one product. There was one product that we sold 200 units of in a month. And we decided that, okay, we can make this ourselves and private label this product. And it became, you know, a really good, it it was a bestseller on Amazon for a while. So that was one instance with our private label stuff that we took from our retail arbitrage business. But now that is cool. Yeah, it's just fun. So let's explore that a little bit. There were keywords involved in people looking for that product. When they go to Amazon and type it in, the keywords were generic enough, I take it, Mm -hmm. that you were able to use those same keywords and put them on your same, on your own label. Yeah. Right. We call that our PPI strategy. I don't know if you've ever even dug into that content or not. It's part of the proven Amazon course, but basically if you're selling an inch deep and a mile wide, meaning if you're selling a little bit of a bunch of different products, you can look at your data from time to time and say, wow, there's a lot of people buying this product and it's kind of has a generic name. It's not Heinz or you know, Mattel or a rec- Sony or Nike. It's not a recognized brand that's driving the foot traffic. It's a kind of a generic named product that's driving yeah. the eyeballs and traffic. I could go get my own and there's a lot of people looking. So you did that and how, how's that private label product going for you? It's been really good. Uh, you know, one thing that we did is we actually started out more of the the hard way. So that was, you know, probably our mistake. Uh, I think that was before PPL 2.0 necessarily came out with private label the easy way, but it actually worked out well for us. So, and the reason it worked out well is because of actually the PPI methods and everything. We actually did use that to create our listings and look at everything before we purchased the product. But yeah, no, it was something that was a store brand, uh, so it was very generic. But the product is still something that we sell today and it still does very well. We sell, you know, six or seven units a day. You know, we don't do any advertising for it. It's all completely organic. So um, I'm sure if we really focused on pushing it more, we could get it up to 20 units a day, but um, that's just hasn't been our business model yet. So it's been exciting and we've done a couple of reorders and have a manufacturer that's able to make it for us. And yeah, it's been great. And, and for those who are scratching their head going, wait a second, PPI, PPL, pack what, you know, the proven Amazon course, that's all you got to remember, provenamazoncourse.com. That is the only Amazon course that we sell. It's a comprehensive family of collection of courses, I should say, that includes PPI, which is proven performance inventory. It teaches you how to use Amazon's data to reveal huge untapped market opportunities. That's PPI. And then we talked about PPL, proven private label which is a module inside the Proven Amazon course as well. So you got to think of the Proven Amazon course as a collection of modules. You don't have to absorb them all, but over time, like Jimmy has done here, he's absorbed content from these different strategies that have benefited his business as he's grown and scaled. But I just wanted to clarify for the listeners, because acronyms, we kind of have our own language around here. You get a bunch of us, Amazon selling nerds, been doing it a while, and we can speak in acronyms. So I'm always cautious about hey, new listeners, we love you. None of this is intimidating. Proven Amazon course has all this stuff in it. We just find ourselves using a lot of acronyms around it. I mean, FBA itself is an acronym, Fulfillment <laughs> right. by Amazon. Yeah, Who has time to say that 50 times a day? <laughs> FBA, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
But uh, man, I, I love hearing your story. Okay, what are we leaving out here today? Are you chomping at the bit to like, oh man, I, I, I want people to understand this or, or here's, a, here's a vital lesson that we need to drive home before we start to wrap this one up? Yeah, I think the biggest and most important piece for um, people that are that want to at least try this out is to have the right mindset going into it. That you know, and even in the group, I've seen this a lot. People talking about how they spent you know four or five hours and found one thing, and then at some point, for whatever reason, it clicked, and they were able to find ten replens in the next hour. So, just if you're going out there to test this, don't give up. Uh, keep pushing because the business model does work. Um, there's plenty of success stories beyond myself and even beyond JR that that use these uh, techniques to find products. So you know, use that as your ultimate, I guess, you know, goal for you, for yourself that you can go out there, you can be successful with this model, and you can learn too if you like it. If not, you know, you can use this. We use it now to hopefully pursue some more wholesale relationships, and we use it as we've talked about for private label stuff. So it's just starting to all come together uh, more and more. So have that as your goal. Go out there and learn, and um, you'll find stuff. That's for sure. You'll be successful with it. The opportunity is abundant. Yes. You know, and I'm I'm so encouraged too by statistics, Jimmy, that tell us that right now only 10% of retail is online. And listeners to this show have got to get sick of me saying this. <laughs> but I think one of the jobs I have as the host of a podcast talking about online opportunity and Amazon opportunity is to make sure that people are, people are correctly shaping the opportunity in their mind. Only 10% of retail is online, guys. That means there's going to be hundreds of billions of new dollars pouring into online shopping in the next 10, 20 years. This is just starting. This is in its infancy. So if you are listening to anyone out there who's even hinting that, oh, this strategy's dead or, oh, Amazon's saturated, are you kidding me? <laughs> We're not even started yet. No. The game's not even begun. And we talked to people like Jimmy today with his wife, Brittany. They built a million-dollar business and a, a beautiful, flexible lifestyle and career, employing seven people with meaningful work that they enjoy, building a team that will be much bigger sooner. But be a part of that type of thinking, that type of mindset. Surround yourself with those kind of people. Instead of surrounding yourself with people who go, oh, that'll never work for you. Oh, that's saturated. Oh, that doesn't work anymore. No, this stuff works. And that's one of the jobs I see this podcast is to just destroy those excuses and those negative mindsets by bringing you examples of people who are doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just happen to have this sitting next to my desk, but you know, it's fun to be in a community full of people like this, you know? Have you checked out that book, Jimmy? You know who that is? Um, I was, I do know who that is. I haven't read the book yet, but I was at uh, CES last year and um, Sherilyn. Yeah. yeah. Carolyn I mean, you know, from homeless to homeowner, thanks to the kind of stuff we're talking about. It's an amazing story. Just awesome. Hang out with a community of people like that. Yeah. Um, so I just want to encourage the listeners. And for those of you who weren't watching on YouTube, I just held up a copy of the book From Homeless to Homeowner by Carolyn McFall. You can find it on Amazon. Not a sponsor of the show. We're not going to get a dime for that endorsement. But she does talk about this community a lot in the book uh, and how, how big of an influence that was today. But man, we mentioned a lot of cool links today, a lot of cool resources for the, for the listeners. But even if all you do, listener, is enjoy the free content, and just go out and try the stuff we're telling you to do, you can build an incredible business. And notice, one of the things I want to point out too, Jimmy, is we didn't say, oh, here's this software tool, this keyword <laughs> tool you got to buy, this monthly subscription tool you got to go buy. No, you don't have to do any of that. You need the free Amazon seller app yep. and an Amazon account, mm -hmm. both of which you can get for free about 10 minutes from now if you're yep. motivated to do so. And right. you can go try this stuff that Jimmy was just talking about. Give it a shot. Now, if you want some expert 
education and some assistance. We've got some great people. And the thing that every leader on our team has in common, Jimmy, I've discovered this, they all like to eat and feed their kids. So (laughs) we do charge some money for some of the tools, resources, and training that we provide. But man, if you just want to absorb our free content and this free training, go out and try this stuff. It's phenomenal. Now's the best time in human history to be an entrepreneur. I stand by that statement. And it's great people like you that are proving it every day. So Jimmy, great job today, man. Any wrapping up final comments for the, for the community as we close this one up? Um, only final comments is, you know, if you are, you know, serious, you're going to go out there and look, you know, and, and use your Amazon seller app. Things that help make yourself more assured at what you're buying is we do utilize Keepa. So, and I know you've talked about this a ton in your, um, your podcast as the episodes I've listened to. Keepa being paid is amazing to me now. I'm excited for that because they'll keep it going as they're making money. So it is about $17 a month, but uh, that is uh, the number one most important tool for us to make sure that we're buying the right products. If you don't use it, you don't need to. You can you know, just use rank charts and, and take a look at the Amazon seller rank in your seller app, um, but it makes it a little bit more easier and uh, comforting if you can read a keep a graph and know that it's going to sell. Um, so there's a little bit more detail to that, um, that probably, you know, there's stuff on YouTube and whatnot that shows you how to read one and you can get that all in there. And so I think that that's, or, you know, obviously in packed. Great point. Yeah. We, we do like keep it. I mean, I got to get them as a, as a sponsor of this podcast, yeah. but no, they, it, that is a great app. And I'm glad you said that because the people who are doing this at a, at a serious level, almost across the board, love keep it. It used to be free. And then they started charging and everyone freaked out. But I love the way you said that, Jimmy. That means they're going to be able to keep providing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's my definition of profit is those funds that allow me to continue serving with excellence mm-hmm. without needing anyone to make donations. Like keep it, you're going to have to charge money for their service or they're going to have to seek out like, you know, a grant or some donations or something <laughs> because they're putting a lot of work and energy into that fantastic app. Yes. It's free for years. But those of us who understand the business are more than happy to pay 17 bucks a month Yep. service. And that's, that's the price currently. It could go up at some point. But uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning that because that is one tool that, that many uh, serious replan and, and retail arbitrage shoppers use yes. quite frequently. Yeah. And if there's one software I had to pay for, that would be Keepa. So, you know, we obviously have other softwares and stuff that we use just because, you know, we like to speed things up. Yeah, that'd be the one that I'd keep um, if I had to decide. So yeah, and you cover that. I mean, this is part of the replans training. We talk about yeah. how we use that tool and and uh, different ways to take advantage of of what that tool can do for you. But mm-hmm. we're not going to go off onto that rabbit trail right now. And you were a great guest today, Jimmy. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up by talking to the listeners who have hung out with us today. What a, another incredible opportunity to hang out. You know, I, I've been a part of membership groups. I've paid to be educated by people who knew far less than Jimmy did. And I had to pay a lot of money for it. And I'm just so proud that we have a podcast where it doesn't cost you a dime to come hang out and learn from people who are building incredible businesses. And they just throw back the curtains and tell you as best they can in 45 minutes or so exactly how to do what you need to do. I'm proud of this show. And I'm grateful that you've spent time with us today, listeners. That is the only reason we do this show. It wouldn't be any fun. It was just Jimmy and I hanging out. But you guys giving us your feedback and telling us you loved it and telling us what you think and telling us what else you want to learn more about, man, that makes it very rewarding for us. So send us your suggestions, send us your success stories. And the biggest favor you can do if you received some value from us today is 
spread the word, tell a friend, send them this episode, tell them to come check out silentgym.com. That's the only link you need today. If you'd like some of the links or resources we talked about today, literally every tool, resource, or acronym that we talked about, today's episode, silentgym.com slash podcast. There'll be a link to all of it. And if you're just listening, hey, there's a YouTube link today too. So you can see a couple of the visuals that we ended up referencing today. Um, not certainly not a necessity, but you might enjoy watching it that way as well. So, hey, God bless you, business building warriors. Those of you who are such loyal fans of this show, we appreciate you. We love you. We're praying for you. We're in your corner to our guest, Jimmy, today and his wife, Brittany, who loaned him to us. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> Thanks we'll for having me on. Until soon. Bye, all. Hey, Jim here. One thing that Jimmy and I forgot to mention, and I wanted to add it on before we wrap up today's episode, there's another link in the show notes today to a webinar that Jimmy did where he really dove in and demonstrated in an even more in-depth way some of the replan strategies, how to look at Keepa, how he reads that app we were talking about, the Keepa charts, how he interprets those and looks for replan opportunities in real time. So if you want to check out that webinar, it was completely free. We did it a few weeks ago for the members of our Facebook group. If you just jump into our Facebook group, you can see it. Completely free training. Spend some more time with Jimmy diving into these strategies, okay? So we'll put that link, we'll call it Jimmy's free webinar in the show notes, and you can jump over and check that out as well. Okay, I'm signing off for real this time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.